I know you're out there. I know that you're afraid. You're afraid of us. You're afraid of change. I don't know the future. I didn't come here to tell you how this is going to end. I came here to tell you how it's going to begin. I'm going to hang up this phone, and then I'm going to show these people what you don't want them to see. A world without rules and controls, without borders or boundaries. A world where anything is possible. Where we go from there is a choice I leave to you. Connecting the dots of the Constitution for you like no one else can. The Chris Ann Hall Show. She's an attorney, a disabled U.S. Army veteran, an author, public speaker, mother, pastor's wife, and a patriot. She's Chris Ann Hall. Rise and shine, liberty-loving patriots. Welcome to the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here, K-R-I-S-A-N-N-E-H-A-L-L.com. Liberty over security, principle over party, truth over your favorite personality. Welcome to this Thursday. Monday through Thursday, we bring you the Daily Journal. So if this is your first time hearing the Chris Ann Hall Daily Journal, know that we are here Monday through Thursday, bringing you the truth, bringing you principle and constitution, the way current events ought to be delivered, not the way they are today with fake news, political agendas, and just, I think at this point in time, uh, flat out immorality. I have with me my husband and co-host, J.C. Hall. Do you think my assessment of the way our current events are delivered in the mainstream news as being immoral, do you think that's an unreasonable uh, assessment of, of how they do things? No, I don't think so. I mean, I didn't want to be, I didn't want to be too harsh, but I'm, I'm thinking it's, they're lying. They know they're lying. They're intentionally lying to deceive and manipulate. And in my mind, that's immoral. Yeah, no, I agree with that. So we have um, we have hurricane bearing down on uh, our west coast, gonna slam into directly like smack dab in the middle of North Carolina, and uh, we have uh, it's I mean this thing is huge. Florence is going to impact uh, not only uh, North Carolina but uh, South Carolina. It's going to reach uh, the winds and the rain, reaching all the way up to Delaware, all the way down to Florida. And uh, I just, I hope everybody is is taking this seriously. And I am, I am praying for uh, the people in this path. This is no, no light subject. We live in Florida, so we know all about hurricanes. And we know that people who live in the path of hurricanes, this is not the first hurricane ever hit by, you know, ever to ever hit North Carolina. People who live in the path of hurricanes ought to be prepared all the time, you know, during hurricane season. So we're always amazed here in Florida when a hurricane is coming and Floridians 
are freaking out and going to the store and trying to load up on water and the store is out of water and the store is out of goods and and we wonder we wonder why are you guys waiting to the last minute you live in florida this is hurricane season this is uh this happens and so i think it's because of the media they speak out of both sides of their mouth you have this this condemnation this mocking of people that our our uh, society has labeled as preppers right so if you're a prepper then you are a conspiracy theorist you are a a whack job if you store up food and water for hard times you're you're just you're that crazy person down the street and i'm sorry in these kinds of situations you live in a path of a hurricane you need to be a prepper but instead we have society mocking people who are prepared and i just want to ask you jc do you think it's because the media is in bed with the government and if they mock and condemn and ostracize people who prepare for future emergencies that makes society not prepared for future emergencies and makes them dependent upon government yeah i always thought it a peculiar thing that how the or this sort of anti-prepper message of just really bizarre obviously uh being a floridian growing up yeah. in florida i mean it seemed like a no-brainer to me mm-hmm. and uh you know we uh started pastoring the church there uh in north florida and, and i kind of brought it to the congregation there were so many that that reacted in that same way like you know well this is this is weird and and just just they just have been affected by uh, by the propaganda in the media. So you, you live in Florida. You you don't have you don't make preparations. I mean, we have a hurricane every year. Your power goes out for an extended period of time. It's flooding, etc. Uh, so yeah, it, it it's I think I don't know. It's hard. It would be hard not to make that connection. Yeah, and so I um. Uh, power out i mean we when uh we've been out of power for like a week at a time before and into not we were actually caught without a generator yeah and so that was the last time that happened yeah i don't i don't understand how you discourage people from being prepared just just really bizarre well i know i think i know why you discourage people from being prepared you discourage people from being prepared so that so that they become dependent upon the provision of government. Yeah. I mean, if people were prepared as they should be prepared, there wouldn't be a cry for FEMA. There wouldn't be all of this federal uh, state of emergency going on. I want to talk to you about what's going on in North Carolina. Uh, just because you're in the quote-unquote South, just because uh, you're not in New York City or in California doesn't mean that there aren't gun nuts trying to take people's rights. And um, there's a law firm in North Carolina, the 
how would you say that? Digiseppe. Digiseppe. I spell it D-I-G-U-I-S-E-P-P-E. Probably good. I would say Digiseppe. Digiseppe. Good Italian name, probably. Our friend Victor could probably help us with that. Digiseppe Law Firm in uh, Wilmington and Southport, North Carolina, who have brought to my attention and, I, and hopefully to the attention of the government of Leland, uh, North Carolina, that Leland, North Carolina, the town of Leland, North Carolina, which is just west of Wilmington, it's a good, it's a good uh, swath of, of, you know, pretty good sized little city, Leland, actually issued a state of emergency and evacuation notice in preparation for Hurricane Florence. And according to the law firm, this uh, notice of state of emergency evacuation notice contains the following provision. And I'll read it to you. Effective 9 p.m. on Wednesday, September 12, 2018, the transportation or possession or the sale or purchase of any dangerous weapon or substance while off one's own premises is prohibited. This restriction does not apply to any individual or group of people who has the responsibility for the preservation of the public's health, safety, or welfare. This restriction does not apply to any law enforcement officer, military personnel assigned for the hurricane, disaster duties, emergency medical personnel, and any other individual or group or individuals whose job employment will assist with the public's health, safety, or welfare, uh, i.e. fuel delivery person, utility repair person, etc. Translation. If you are not working for the government or with the government, don't be armed. You, you cannot be armed. It yeah, will be against the law for you to carry a firearm. It's really a form of martial law, if you think about Absolutely. it. Absolutely. I actually heard the. I heard one of the sheriffs speak uh-huh. on uh, the TV, we were sort of passing on TV last night, and uh, kind of the core, the core of it was, we don't know who's a looter and who's not, so that we can protect, you know. Oh the my public. goodness! So we've got to lock everybody down. So we don't have to look for criminals. Well, it kind of implies, I mean, if, if you basically, if you have your firearm, they're going to, I mean, listen to this guy, you're assumed to be a shooter. So right. basically you're take you're putting, you're taking your life in your own hands if, uh, if you're out with a weapon because they're looking to shoot you. Well, I mean, that's kind of what he said. Yeah, but so are the looters. So are the criminals, right? Not only that, I'm thinking from a practical perspective. If I know I'm on, I mean, this is, Leland is is not far from the coast. They're going to get a huge brunt of all this rain. If I know flooding is coming, I'm not going to want to leave my firearms at home. Yeah. You know, I mean, in Florida... They actually, uh, the state of emergency situation actually lifts the regulations on transporting firearms. You don't have to have a permit to transport or to carry a firearm during a state of emergency in Florida because I guess Florida wants their people to be able to protect themselves, but not only that, they want them to be able to protect their property from hurricane damage. Here's my question to the sheriff, right? You have homes now. 
These people are not allowed by your government to carry firearms, to, to secure their firearms from their home and carry them away. Right. I mean, not everybody's got a gun safe. Everybody ought to have a gun safe, but not everybody has a gun safe. So are now, gun safes waterproof? No. I mean, watertight? No. They're, fi- they, they're insulated for fire, but they're not water. The ones, you know, I mean, the one that we have is not waterproof. Watertight. Watertight. Watertight, no. And here's the thing. He's worried about looters. What are you going to do when you've got vacant houses that have firearms? You're in North Carolina. There's guns in those houses. And now it's open season for the looters to go into these homes and have access to guns that are that don't belong to them. They already have criminal pl- proclivities, and they're going to go, right? You're stealing proclivities. proclivities. Yeah. It's in their DNA. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway... Uh, But I want to read to you when we get back from the break a portion of this uh, cease and desist letter from the law firm because you're going to be amazed at the lengths that this government has gone to to deprive the people of their right to keep their arms. Daily Journal. Chris Ann Hall here. K R I S A N N E H A L L dot com. We're talking about the town of Leland, North Carolina, issuing an order to deprive their people of the right to keep and bear arms. Here's the thought How many people are going to be, I just had this thought, how many people are going to be driving through Leland on their way? Yeah, I don't, probably not to me. Well, but look I, at I get the concept, but but look at I the path know. though. I one forty goes straight through Leland, and then we have seventy four that goes through Leland. You got people leaving the coast; they're going to be using this and driving through Leland. Yeah, maybe. H- how, what's going to prevent them from catching, uh, being caught up in this on the in this dragnet? Because Leland is is well, I don't I don't think they're. It's not like they're pulling people over and searching and all this kind of stuff, but. It, it's just, it really puts, I don't understand the restri- the, the idea of the restrictions that they're, that they're dictating in order to accomplish what they want to accomplish. It doesn't make any sense. Well, look at, listen to the links that they went to. The links that they went to to uh, absolutely uh, deprive the people of their rights. So, This is uh, the letter from the law firm, and it says, the state of emergency notice cites NG, I'm sorry, NCGS section 166 as the authority for their prohibitory declaration. However, section 166 does not exist and never did. Chapter 166 did exist at one time, but but it was repealed in 1977. So they're not even they're not even quoting their sources right, and the law firm says the only existing authority on which this proclamation could be based is Chapter One Six Six A. So you have lawmakers who apparently don't even know their law. 
you got a city attorney who doesn't even know their law. And the law and the the law firm that is is demanding the rescind um, the the city rescind this order says um, that one six six a declarations restricting citizens' rights in situation such a situation must be derived from one six six a nineteen point thirty one which permits local municipalities to quote enact in ordinances designed to permit the imposition of prohibitions and restrictions within the emergency area during a state of emergency. But they go on to quote... Martial law provision. Right, but they go on to quote 166A-1931, which provides, the ordinances authorized by this section may may permit prohibitions and restrictions upon the possession, transportation, sale, public storage, uh, the sale, purchase, storage, and use of gasoline and dangerous weapons and substances, except that this subdivision does not authorize prohibitions or restrictions on lawful pos- lawfully possessed firearms or ammunitions. Mm-hmm. So the state law... Has a, has a protection of the your s- natural rights. The state law has a protection of your natural rights, and it's the local government who is going contrary to state law, not only that, contrary to North Carolina Constitution, contrary to... uh, Natural law. Natural law. And this is why we say all the time, JC, you got to pay attention to your local government. You got to pay attention to this. I you, I just find the nanny part of, of I always find the nanny part very offensive in these situations, right? The idea that you know, oh, well it's an emergency, you can't you can't do this, you can't do that. I I'm not your child. Right. I mean, what what is this? I don't I, need you to protect me from me. Yeah, you're saying you're not capable of handling yourself in an emergency. Like you can you can uh transport fuel some other time but not during emergency what what what, is, what are you talking about why shouldn't i be able to carry gas if i'm going to be evacuating how do i know about the availability of gas i mean there's so many things going on here yeah it's really strange i don't i don't understand the reasoning well i i think it's because we have stopped governing over our government and we have begun being governed over we have checked out and we have relinquished our own responsibilities. We have relinquished our own abilities to a government so that we don't have to be responsible for ourselves anymore. The Chris Ann Hall Show. She's Liberty's lobbyist. I suppose 
we could title this the good news, bad news story <laughs> episode. Uh, I'm Chrisanne Hall. Welcome back to the Daily Journal. And uh, again, we're praying for all the people in North Carolina. I am thankful for the, you say that law firm's name again. I, I don't want to mess it up, butcher it up. DiGiuseppe? DiGiuseppe. <laughs> the DiGiuseppe Law Firm. That's my guess. Yeah, that's our guess. The DiGiuseppe Law Firm in Wilmington and Southport North, Carol- Southport, North Carolina. Really grateful for their watchful, diligent eye. And I, I hope... This well, this this letter was issued on September 11th, and demanded a rescission. There's no publication whether the county actually did that, but here's the thing: now the county is on notice. Yeah, now they're open for lawsuits. They they will be sued and they will lose if they enforce this gun ban. And I'm uh, the, the the disappointing thing is, wh- what happens to the people who don't know their rights? What happens to the people who don't say, I don't care what my government says. I'm going to protect myself, my family. I'm going to secure my firearms. I'm going to secure my property. Well, there's plenty of, <laughs> there's plenty of people out there, you know, that are going to submit that your know, law enforcement says so, and they're just trying to keep you safe. And we hear that all the time. Oh, so. my goodness. Yeah. Well, nonetheless, that's why what we're doing here is so important. That's why Liberty First University is important, not just for you, because you're a listener. You know these things. You stay educated. You're here because you believe that there, there are things to protect and that there are limits to government, but you have family members that don't know, right? You have family members that do not know. And so Liberty First University will help you uh, reach them, will help you convince them, will help you convert them to the truth of the value of our natural rights, the limited role of government and the uh, the natural rights of the people, not just simply in your right to keep and bear arms, but there are so many others that we don't simply talk about often enough. There's one that's in the news all the time, though, freedom of speech. Yeah. That's always there. That's a big one. Now, they get it wrong most of the time. The media does, right? And even on Fox, they get it wrong. I mean, we, we watched... Um, Oh, what I I always forget her name. She's a she's not on Fox anymore. She was a judge, uh, and she developed a palsy in her face or had a stroke or something. And I can't right. remember her name. I don't know. And uh, this was during the Trump uh, campaign where he had a rally, and then they had all of the protesters outside the rally, uh-huh. jumping on cars, punching people in the face, burning down stuff. Uh-huh. And she made the amazing comment, well, what, is a, what, is a, what are the local police apartments supposed to do? Obviously, Trump, has a, Trump supporters have a right to have their rally, but these protesters have a right to their freedom of speech as well. And I remember... Implying like, that the destruction of property yes, was freedom of speech? Yes. And, and I remember at that being there, at that, I saw it with my own eyes, and I remember my first reaction was like, I had to have heard that wrong. <laughs> well, maybe she didn't mean it that broadly and didn't realize. No, it. no, she repeated herself. Yeah. I mean, what are the police? How they can't stop what they're doing? This is huh. this is the right to freedom of speech. And I thought, 
goodness gracious woman, you're an attorney for Pete's sakes. <laughs> right? And I'm thinking, I'm, okay, so you missed, you missed con law class, right? Obviously, you missed con law class because even in con law class, they teach the limits of violence for free speech. Yeah, maybe she had a bad day. Well, not only did she miss con law class, but she must have missed criminal law class, too. I don't know. I'm just thinking. But see, here's the thing that saddened my heart. This is an attorney who has the power of the national airwaves. And this is the information that she's spreading. Missed opportunity. Missed missed opportunity. I think a not only just simply a missed opportunity, but a a, a terrible deception, not intentional, but a deception among the people that will believe because she's quote unquote an expert. But we were you were just sort of, I don't even know, how did you come across this story with Dr. Weinstein? Uh, I don't know, but it, it just popped surfing, up. Just surfing, right? Yeah, it, it popped up. I, I, it was an article somewhere, but uh, it's, it's, it's really amazing. It's, it's sort of, uh, it's Alice through the looking glass. It is so bizarre mm-hmm. when you see some of this stuff and the things that are happening that have been happening on college campuses. Yeah. And uh, and these guys, the professors and all, all the, these guys are progressives. Yeah. And which is interesting. It, it, we we're now seeing this more and more mm-hmm. because the the um, the liberals are becoming victims of their own <laughs> lunacy. Oh my goodness! But isn't that what Thomas Paine said? The avidity to punish will come back and get you. Yeah. So this so. It's Evergreen State College mm-hmm. uh, is where Dr. In Olympia, Washington, yeah, right? Yeah, so okay. Olympia or Tacoma, somewhere up in up It's Olympia. I'm, I'm Olympia, looking at yeah. here. It's, it's Olympia. definitely Washington State, Olympia, Washington. So uh, he's a biology professor, evolution, uh, evolution guy, you know, teaches all that and mm-hmm. whatever. So apparently th- they had, <laughs> and the thing is, it's a liberal it's a liberal university. Right. They say it is. Raving liberal. The professors liberal. say yeah. it is. Mm-hmm. The students say it is. That, that, that's what's, first off, it's kind of a signal of you got a problem right there. Mm-hmm. This is a liberal university. And they admit it, right? It's mm-hmm. not supposed to be one or the other. University is a university, right? It's, right. It shouldn't have a political, a political ideology. Right. So, but they're like, oh, and, and at this liberal university. So they had this policy of, Black students, I think it's black minority students or black students in particular, um, students and staff. So anybody who's black, you don't have to come to uh, school today. So they had an absence day so that uh, the white people could feel their importance to the system. Right. They're not here. So therefore, things don't, you know, work like they ought to and, and blah blah blah. It's, oh I so mean, so it's like you you have to feel their absence. Yeah, you have to feel right. their absence. See, it sounded like you thought uh, it's to me it, it originally sounded like you said we had to get the black people out so the white people could feel important. But I, yeah, 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 so faulty antecedent. My right, bad. right, right. Okay. So so the black people are are you stay home today so the white people can miss you. Correct. Okay. And Got realize you know their how vital they are to this, right? Which is a bizarre thought to me in the first place, right? 
it's not the color of their skin. It's the fact that the person doing this job is not there. Right. Right. If you pick a portion, of, if you picked a random segment of the population of right. all colors and said, don't come to work day, you're going to feel their absence. Yes. So, so it's once again that sort of div- the notion of division. It's not that people impo- are important. You, Mr. Smith, are important. Right. It's got to be this Your race. Your color isn't important. It's, it's this racial yeah. thing. So, well, then, now he's a progressive, and he's this is great to him. Mm-hmm. Well, the problem is then they flip it. Mm-hmm. Okay? Now it becomes, you white people, you're not allowed to come to campus. You're banned from campus. Banned? Yes, on this day. So now... Dr. Weinstein is going, wait a minute. This is not the this is this does not have the same This is not the moral, social experiment right, this we is were not doing. The same, well, from his point of view, this is not the same ethical moral imperative. It doesn't have the the it's not as ethical uh <laughs> philosophically as as the way we were doing it before, uh-huh, right? So uh-huh. you're not you're not saying and it was all voluntary or supposed to be voluntary. So you're not saying you don't have to come. Now you flipped it and said you can't come, mm-hmm. right? So um, anyway, he comes to work. He and his wife, both professors. And so and, and he's saying this is not the same. So then he's targeted as a racist because of this. Right? Because he showed up to work. Because he showed up to work. And uh, he was white. And he was white. You're not allowed to be here. So these these crazy, you, everybody's seen them. Everybody's seen these videos of these campuses and all these these really wacko, lefty, nut job, these Antifa types and whatever. They, they patrol the school with baseball bats. And they show up and they basically run this guy off of campus. And then, of course, the problem was, um, and now this is the Alice through the looking glass part. You can you can find this video. I encourage everyone. You, I mean, you want to see Bizarro World? We'll post it. How's that? The president of the university uh, sides with the protesters, but as he's as the president of the university is speaking and addressing the crowd. Okay, the students start bullying the president of the university, intimidating and manipulating. They tell him as he's speaking, "Put your hands behind your back." Because moving your hands while you speak is microaggression. <laughs> I mean, oh they're goodness. doing like Simon says, and he has to speak to this He's student body. He's actually compliant? Yes, he has to oh speak to his student goodness. body with his hand. This is how crazy these people are. Now, what has been hilarious is to look at the the progressives reaction as they mm-hmm. try to grapple with this there's so many there's so many articles like i've well, came let me, across let me one. put this out there real quick this this situation actually happened in 2017 yeah but we're we're seeing now a congressional hearing because right. of the financial assistance that evergreen gets from the federal government right. there's a congressional hearing about the campus plus uh, I think Evergreen is is petitioning Congress for more money because of what happened. Their enrollment has dropped. They don't have any. They're going bankrupt, right. yeah. and they're saying, "Bail us out! Bail which, us which out!" Which is great, right? I think yeah. I heard Tucker, they ought to go Tucker Carlson say, "Oh, a fi- a finally, a happy ending to one of these stories." Right? right? You're going out of business. Um, 
which is what should happen. But it, it, but I, as I said, it's funny watching these guys wring their hands about it and try to come to grips with this. Because again, this guy's a progressive, mm-hmm. and he's and he's basically trying to defend alternative points of ideas. And it's funny, one guy in Medium, there is a Slovakian writes in on this blog called Medium, and and he's trying to figure it out. And he says, and he deals with slippery slope because I think on a level he realizes this is where your philosophy leads, but he doesn't want you to think that. Chris Ann Hall Show. She's Liberty's lobbyist. So uh, this is why uh, Thomas, I'm sorry, this is why James Madison, well, the founders all said this, James Madison said that that democracies will uh, implode throughout history. And democracies will, he said, burst into flames uh, upon themselves because this is what mob rule looks like. Yeah. With when you start enforcing rules on other people, then all of a sudden they come back and enforce forced on you. And it's funny again reading these guys try, trying to wrestle with this and he's using the term democracy in defending mm-hmm. the idea that we ought to have these alternative points of views and we ought to be able to tolerate extreme views. So you know, it's they they don't have a clue what they're talking about it's so incoherent like hello this is democracy this is what you're this is what you're (laughs) looking at this is what you've been teaching this is what you breed you're living in a democracy the consequences of democracy so now they're upset that and they're saying give uh, us money well they're saying the left is not monolithic so these radicals don't represent all progressives and so that's what's funny to me. This this kind of mm. I file this under you made your bed. Now yes. it's time to lie in it. Uh, that that's where I file this. But he's kind of he's kind of right because not all liberals are like this. So no, that's it's true. But what my point is, so I would say it like this: not all not all lefties have arrived at that point yet. <laughs> right when when they say not all of us are like that. I say not all of you have gotten that extreme, but what you teach, this is the in, this is the destination. Yeah, this and that's is the why this that's why the guy writing on Medium says, you know, well, slippery slope is invalid. He doesn't tie it to the argument; it's kind of stuck in there. Well, random. He, here's the good news: this, he knows. this is not happening in every campus because uh, just uh, the the University of Chicago in uh, 2016 before this actually happened, sent out a welcome letter to their students from the dean of students. Uh, His name is John J. Ellison. Imagine that, John J. Ellison. And um, it's a welcome letter to the students. says, welcome and congratulations on your acceptance to the college at the University of Chicago. Earning a place in our community of scholars is no small achievement, and we're delighted that you selected Chicago to continue your intellectual journey. And you're thinking, Chicago, oh my goodness, what is going on here? 
And the letter says, once, you're he once here, you will discover that one of the University of Chicago's defining characteristics is our commitment to freedom of inquiry and expression. And this letter is so amazing. Now, he goes on to say, you're not free to harass and threaten other people. But he says, members of our community are encouraged to speak, write, listen, challenge, and learn without fear of censorship. He says, you will find that we expect members of our community to be engaged in rigorous debate, discussion, and even, oh my goodness, disagreement. And then he says, at times this may challenge you and even cause discomfort. And look, listen to what Dean Ellison says in this welcome letter to his freshmen. He's like putting them on notice, right? He says, our commitment to academic freedom means that we do not support so-called trigger warnings. We do not cancel invited speakers because their topics might prove controversial. And we do not condone the creation of intellectual safe spaces where individuals can retreat from ideas and perspectives at odds with their own. He says, fostering the free exchange of ideas reinforces a related university priority, building a campus that welcomes people of all backgrounds. And I thought that was really interesting because, you know, uh, Yale offers a similar welcoming speech. You don't expect f safe spaces here. And I think the dean said something really important. He said, it is the lack of safe spaces that actually promotes diversity, which is the opposite of what, our, what the liberals are teaching. The opposite, we need safe spaces because we have diversity. No, 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 you don't need safe spaces so you'll maintain diversity. God bless you guys, this is Thursday, so we will see you again on Saturday for our double dose. Let me know in my heart when my days are through. America, America, I gave my best to you.